This is an All Ears English IELTS episode. How to impress the examiner with five phrasal verbs. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than seven million times. We believe in connection, not perfection. But today is a special. IELTS episode. We have Jessica Beck, the Examiner of Excellence, author of twelve test prep textbooks, and Lindsay McMahon, the English Adventurer. We're here to help you get the score you need on your next IELTS exam. So let's get started. In today's episode, you'll hear a sample speaking answer with five phrasal verbs that you can use to set yourself apart and get the seven that you want on the IELTS speaking section. How can you get the score you need on the hardest section of the IELTS exam? Well, you can get our downloadable cheat sheet to find out what the examiner wants on the speaking section of the IELTS. Go right now to allearsenglish.com/evaluation. That's E V A L U A T I O N, and get our downloadable cheat sheet instantly. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're fifty percent fluent, sixty-five percent fluent, or eighty percent fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com/fluencyscore. Lindsay, Jessica, <laughs> how are you doing on this fine winter's day? I know we're in the middle of winter here, aren't we? Man, it's cold here in Boston. And how about out there in Portland? It's oh my gosh. Well, it's cold to me, but when I don't think I, I deserve to say it's cold <laughs> if I'm talking to someone from Boston. Yeah, don't even don't even say it. Don't say the word. Don't even say it. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk more about the speaking test. Yes. Yeah. Um. In speaking part one, um, there are a lot of like what we call hot topics. I always thought that was funny. Hot mm -hmm. topics. I like that. Um, <laughs> and they're just sort of daily topics like work, studies, home, um, exercise, shopping, movies, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So one topic that you will always have to talk about in speaking part one is studying. Oh, yeah, that's important. So it's really good to know these topics in advance, Jessica, isn't it? You know, we can, if we're prepared, yeah. we can go into the test feeling strong and feeling ready. Exactly. The better prepared you are, the better you'll do on the exam. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to learn you know, one or two phrasal verbs or more slang vocabulary for um, each hot topic, mm -hmm. then you can get a really good vocabulary score. So we thought that we would role play some example answers for our listeners today. Yeah, I like that. And, and, and so we'll go into it and then we'll talk a little bit about why this really could differentiate our listeners as you know, um, something beyond just the textbook, right? We can show yeah. our, we show the examiner that we've really gone beyond that and it's truly native-like speaking. So let's jump into it, shall we? 
Sounds good. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. So okay. I I will be the examiner. Okay, um, I'm ready. Lindsay, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I know, right? Lindsay, take a deep breath. Practice <laughs> your relaxation. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so um Lindsay, what did you study? Yeah, that's a good question. So I studied, I did my master's degree in intercultural relations. So what does that mean, right? So a lot of people can never figure out what that even means. Um, But what it means is we study how people communicate across cultures. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, yeah. Why, Mm -hmm. Why did you choose to study that? I think it's fascinating, you know. It's something that I really wanted to bone up on so that I could do better in my in my work because in my work, I, you know, I'm teaching ESL and I'm working with students mm. around the world and there's so much more than just the language, right? It's about the culture and how we interact with each other. Sure. And where did you study? I studied here in Boston, right? The center of uh of uh education on the East Coast. So there are so many schools here and I thought it would be really cool to come here and uh study a little bit and goof off a little bit, you know? <laughs> Have a good time and, you know, hit the books during the week and goof off on the weekends. <laughs> mm, goofing off is one of my favorite goofing things off is to fun. do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Um, do you want to ask me a question now? Sure. Here we go. I will now be the examiner. Are you okay. ready? Fantastic. Yes. So Jessica, <laughs> what do you want to study in the future? You know, I would actually love to study library science. Mm. That sounds interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why? It, it, that, yeah, that's a good question. It, it confuses some people when I say that because I seem like an outgoing, very social person. But honestly, my idea of a really good day is to catch up on some reading that I've been doing, some some novels, some fiction, mm-hmm. um, and just be by myself and read a book. So hey, I, mean, I you got to embrace think, what you like, right? Yeah, I think I would be really happy if I could spend my days in a library. And you know, one of the things that excites me about being a librarian is helping other people figure out stuff. Mm. You know, they get to come with to me with questions, and I could show them a book that will answer like a burning question they have or, you know, like really help them in life. Um, I like it. I like it. (laughs) Sounds like a good aspiration. So when are you enrolling? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, To to be announced. To be announced. Okay. I'll wait for that then. (laughs) Um, So, Lindsay, what do you think was good about our answers? Yeah. So I think one thing that we did that would set us apart from, you know, maybe the lower scores, right, in the speaking section is that we used phrasal verbs or we tried to. Love it. (laughs) Instant way to sound natural, right, Jessica? Totally, totally. Um, Phrasal verbs are, oh my gosh, there are thousands, millions of phrasal verbs. So I think the hardest part is choosing the ones that you want to use. So Students, listeners, don't get discouraged by these lists of hundreds of phrasal verbs. No. Go through and choose five, five. that you like. One more time. You know? Choose how many? Five. One, two, three, four, five. Five. <laughs> not 20, not 100, but five. Um, because even if you choose, for example, we used catch up, right? Yes. I used catch up on. Um, just with the verb catch, there'll be catch up. 
catch on. And those are two different things. So don't get confused. Just yeah. choose one phrase and learn how to use it correctly. I like it. I like it. But what about, here's a question. What about if there are so many different speaking topics? Should we choose five phrasal verbs and then try to make them all work in any speaking topic? Question? Any particular question we get? You know, I that sounds like a good idea. But as I think about it, that sounds really difficult. Yeah. Like, how would you choose one phrasal ber- verb for different topics? I think yeah. a better idea would be to study those hot topics that we've talked about and choose ones that are the most common. So I'll, okay. I'll give you four right now. Mm-hmm. Studying, shopping, mm-hmm. exercise, mm-hmm. and food. Okay. So, so just to clarify, these are hot topics that the examiner is likely to ask about in the speaking section? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So the examiner is always going to ask you about describing your home or apartment. So that, oh, sorry, that should be the first one. Describing your home or apartment, talking about your hometown mm-hmm. also. Um, studying. So for those two topics, you should definitely choose a couple phrasal, ver- phrasal verbs that you could use. Okay. Um, and then I would also think of, let's see, food and shopping, because those are also two common topics on the speaking test. And then find a couple phrasal verbs for those. So okay. all in all, that's what? Six phrasal verbs that you have to remember. And I think we could all do that. We can do that. It's a nice systematic way of preparing. But the point is, When we have fewer words in our mind, it becomes so much easier to access those when we need it because we know we're going to be a little nervous, right? And so we we can't, we don't want to go out and memorize those lists of 25, 30, or 100 words. It's going to do you no good when you get into the examination room. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It'll, if anything, it's going to, it's going to do you harm. It's going to make your answers worse because (laughs) you're going to start like, you're going to be doing a lot of, uh, uh, um, like trying Mm -hmm. to find the phrasal verb and then, you'll probably mix it up with something else. You know, you'll use like the wrong one. So yeah, just don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Should we go over (laughs) real quickly the meanings of these phrasal verbs? You want to jump into that real quick, Jessica, just to go into that for our listeners? Yeah, for sure. So um, one of my favorites that I think you used was bone up on. Hmm, I like it. I like it. Bone up on. What, how would you define that, Lindsay? Yeah, I would say this means to build up my knowledge of something, right? To focus yeah. on something and really build that up. It's a good one. It's so natural. I mean, if I would imagine that if you used this in an exam, the examiner's eyes would get real wide. Whoa. Totally. <laughs> For sure. So I think natural. if you use something like this on the exam, which is not only a phrasal verb, but it's also an idiom. Mm. And if you use this on the exam, I think you would see the examiner give a little smile and relax and (laughs) sort of like enjoy talking to you a little bit more. And that moment would have the potential to change the course of the entire section, right? The momentum could change in your favor. Yeah, exactly. And these are informal phrases, so they would be used in part one of the speaking test. So it's a really good time to sort of set the tone. Good. And just, yeah, relax and show show that you're knowledgeable and show that you're trying, right? Love it. Um, yeah, so bone up on. So that could be just like learn, I think, yes, is a learn. good synonym mm-hmm. yes. for, for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then figure out yes. we also used. Good one. Yeah, so right. f- mm-hmm. what does it mean, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So figure out is to uh, learn learn the details of something or learn mm-hmm. how something works. Mm-hmm. So I would I would not memorize it by itself but memorize it in a in a sentence. So I figured out how to mm, 
Like yeah. I figured out how to ride a bike. I figured right. out how to um, write yeah. an essay. <laughs> yeah, totally. I always think about this one as being active versus, you know, there's yeah. another phrasal verb, which is find out, which a lot of mm. listeners will ask us, what's the difference, right? I think that yeah. find out is a little more passive. We receive the information, whereas figure out is we take an active role and we go out and That's we try true. to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an important difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. So, yeah, I think figure out would be better to use yeah. on the exam, right? Yeah. Okay, good. And then um, the next one, goof off? How about goof that one? Off. <laughs> I love it. I love it because it makes me think of Goofy, Goofy. the Disney character, right? Of that's course. a good way to remember what this that means. That makes it so um, easy to remember. <laughs> yeah. So goof off is fun. Goof off just – goof off means you are having fun, you are not working, and not studying. Yeah, very simple. Just imagine goofy and then you know what it means to goof off. <laughs> totally. Exactly. So um, if you write this down, you know, in your notebooks because you're, you're busy listeners right now, you're taking notes. No, mm-hmm. you don't have to take notes. But <laughs> um, if, you, if you write this down, also, also write down three examples of what you do to goof off and that will yeah. help you remember it. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah. So learning these words in context of our own lives, not just yeah. this dialogue that we're having today, but you guys want to think about your life. When do you goof off during your week or it's in your classes? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And if you if you personalize, right, that's a teachery mm-hmm. word. If you mm. personalize these ideas, then you're going to remember them and you'll be way more likely to use them correctly on the test. I like it. Guys, when you take the IELTS speaking test, there are four key things that the examiner is going to look for and grade you on, and vocabulary range is one of them. If you want to know what the other three key things are, go right now to allearsenglish.com slash evaluation to get your free downloadable cheat sheet to know what the examiner wants on the IELTS speaking section. That's allearsenglish.com slash E-V-A-L-U-A-T-I-O-N. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Let's real quickly jump to the last two. What were those? So it was clam up was the next one we used. Maybe we didn't use that. Did we use it? No, we did it. We missed it. We missed this one. But this is is one that we chose because we think for our students on the test, this would be easy to use, especially if you're talking about being nervous for the speaking exam. 
maybe the examiner asks you a question and your mind goes a bit blank and then you say, oh, I'm sorry, I clammed up. Oh. I am nervous on this test. And oh, then, okay. mm-hmm. yeah, so that sort of gives you two two good things there. It buys you time to think about something and you also show the examiner a phrasal verb and an idiom. Okay, this is kind of like a go-to emergency phrase then. If you're, I, I like yeah. the idea of using using the moments when, that you get nervous as an actual opportunity to show native phrases. Yeah. That is such yeah. a cool idea. It's, re- it's really important. It's something we're going to talk about uh, in the next episode, yes. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So clam up. We're going we're gonna to mention again next time so you remember, guys. <laughs> but so clam up just means like literally if you picture a clam closing, that's yeah. what your mouth is doing. You are, your <laughs> mouth is closed and you can't think of what to say. Yeah, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I, know I know how it feels. Ay, ay, ay. I know, I hate that. Um, mm. and then there was what? Was there one more? Did yeah, I think it was catch. Was it catch, catch up, up or catch on? I it was. I said catch up. Okay, yeah. you said catch up. Okay, catch up. All right. So to catch up to when we're behind, we want to catch up by quickly. Maybe, for example, in school, we study really hard because we feel that we don't know enough. We don't know as much as our classmates, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could think about this like physically if somebody is walking ahead of you and you run to catch up to them, you want to shorten the distance, right? Mm-hmm. You want yeah. to be on the same level as someone else. But mm-hmm. it's also in our studies. If you're talking about your studies on the test, you want to catch up to a certain level. Like mm-hmm. maybe you missed a chapter in class and so you have to go home and read a lot of stuff so you can catch up to the other students. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love it. So so really, Jessica, this is the way to a seven, right? To kind of set For yourself sure. apart from the other students that are taking the exam by throwing in these go-to phrasal verbs. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, this list that we thought of today, just these five, I promise, okay, I shouldn't promise, but I <laughs> almost promise you guys, if you if you use this on the test, the examiner is going to be thinking a seven for vocabulary like Ooh, right away. I love it. So you could, you guys could even take these exact words if you wanted mm-hmm. to and just copy and paste into your, yeah. but practice them, of course, right? But yeah. copy and paste into your <laughs> exam or create totally. your own list of other phrasal verbs. Love it. Yeah, Ooh. totally. Super yeah. useful. Wow. Yeah, we, okay. good episode. Good job, Good Lindsay. one. Thanks, Jessica, <laughs> for hanging out today. This has been fun. <laughs> yeah, now we can go goof off. Yeah, let's goof off. <laughs> we already are goofing off. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Very Lindsay. Cool. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. If you believe in connection, not perfection, and you want to put your ears into English more often, Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, on your computer, or on your smartphone. And hey, if you liked today's show, please let us know with a review in iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time.